It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Monday. January 4th, our first show of 2021. And yesterday, your Steelers lost 24-22 to to the Cleveland Browns. But I mean, was it? Was it a loss? <laughs> we'll get into that. I'm going to start off talking about the show, about how they checked off all the boxes you need to check off while, while, while still getting a loss in this game. Then, we're going to look at the quarterback situation. Because on both sides, I thought it was very telling about what these teams the direction these teams are headed in and then finally i mean come on these teams get to play each other next week we got to talk about that right all that and more right here on today's show today's episode is brought to you by built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order let's get into it all right, everybody, let's talk about this because, I mean, we all knew the story going into this game. Now, I didn't get to talk to you guys because we took we had Friday off, so we had no Friday episode because it was New Year's. But as you all know, Joe Hayden was te- tested positive for COVID-19, which means he, couldn't, he meant he couldn't play in this game, and he will now be out for the first round of the playoffs. That's alarming. We'll talk about that later this week. Um, Eric Ebron and uh, Cody Marsh. 
uh, are the two guys that were close contacts for Joe Hayden, so they couldn't play in this game, but they are expected to be back for the playoffs. But this is still a game where even without Joe Hayden, the team was resting Ben Roethlisberger, Marquise Pouncey, Terrell Edmonds, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Chris Boswell was hurt, and you're still, of course, dealing with your normal injuries that you've been ready, that you've been known about, like Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Zach Banner, if you want to go back that far. Point being, this was a team that the Steelers were fielding that it was like, okay, if the Browns are for real, this is the time you put them away. And that's what our buddy Jeff Lloyd of Lockdown Brown was talking about. Like, oh, he, thought, you know, he said, I think they'll come out early. They'll still solidify this game late. I wasn't so sure about that. And then they do come out early with a big touchdown run. That was un- that, w- that was unexpected on my part. I thought that they would struggle. But then the rest of the game was so predictable. The rest of the game, Chubb had that one big run. Other than that, he was mostly contained. Baker Mayfield really didn't light them up. We'll talk about him more in the second segment. And Mason Rudolph gave the Steelers a showing. And the Steelers were a two-point conversion away from tying this game. I mean, if I'm the Steelers, low on my list, and I posted this in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group, which you can join right now by searching for Locked On Steelers on Facebook, asking to join the group. I'll add you as soon as possible. But the bottom line was this. My priorities for the game were... Nobody get injured. That is primary number one. I don't care. They didn't need to win this game. They never needed to win this game. We talked about that all last week. It'd be nice if they did, but the priority was not losing a single starter. Check. Didn't happen. Nobody got hurt. And in fact, the Browns might be in in a rough spot because they lost Olivier Vernon. He was carted off the field late in the game. He might make a miraculous recovery. You hope he does for, for for his sake, but... Uh, if he's gone in the next for the next, for the first round of the playoffs, and you're probably also expecting Denzel Ward to still miss because he got COVID late in the week, you're talking about maybe uh, the Browns missing two key defenders there, and Miles Garrett, who didn't even touch Mason Rudolph in this game, you know, having to having to step up and be better than he has been the past few weeks. Also, down the stretch in this game, they were benching Miles Garrett. He wasn't getting nearly the amount of reps that you thought he would be getting in a must-win, have-to-win-this-game-to-make-the-playoffs situation. But, I mean, again, the Steelers, first priority, no injuries, check. Now, my second priority was show show something in the ground game, which they really didn't do, they didn't really try to do, because that hasn't been their thing all season. I will say James Conner, when he got the ball, he did all right. Nine, Nine carries for 37 yards, took what was there. Josh Dobbs, who came in sparingly for Rudolph, had some option runs, took two for 20. That was solid. Anthony McFarlane was the option guy with Dobbs. Eh, 5 of 17. I still don't see it with him. Benny Snell, 3 for 10. I mean, you get my point. The running game was the running game. But to me, if this was the game, if they committed to the run, I wanted to see if it could work. They worked with it sparingly. And again, J.C. Hassenauer was starting at center because Marquise Pouncey was resting. You know, they're, they're probably limiting snaps. I'm interested to see the snap count report, which we, we now have literally as you're listening to it, but not while I'm recording it because I'm recording this right after the game. So with that being said, we'll be doing the Tuesday snap count report when Tony Tuesday when Tony Serena joins us for Tony Tuesdays. We do believe we will have him this week. But the ground game was good enough for what the Steelers need moving forward. My other box to check was for Rudolph not to stink this game up. 
And he didn't. He really didn't. I actually was kind of pleased with the way that he played. I wouldn't say I was pleased with the way he played. Now, I wouldn't say it was out of this world. I wouldn't say it was phenomenal. I wouldn't say it's superb. But I would say that he showed that, hey, he, he does he does deserve more chances and that he is taking his, his opportunities seriously. And that's really what you need to see out of the guy. We're going to look at him more closely as well as Baker Mayfield because both of the quarterbacks' plays in this game were... I think a very important story about both of these teams moving forward in the next week because they're playing each other in the first round of the playoffs, which is crazy. But before we do that, we got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? It's week 17 and the regular season finale. And there's one place that we trust because they've got you covered to bet on the regular season finale, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, for your 50% welcome bonus. If you want to bet on prop bets for the upcoming Steelers-Browns game in Cleveland at 1 p.m., we've got a few interesting ones. For one, you can bet on Miles Garrett's total sacks in the game with the over-under set at half a sack. You can also bet on Mason Rudolph's total passing yard with the over-under set at 209.5, as well as how many touchdown passes he throw. The current over-under is set at one and a half passes right on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's talk about the quarterback play of this game on both sides of the ball because one team needed to see if a guy would be worth worthy of being the backup next year as well. Another team needed to see their first overall pick quarterback come out and deliver the performance that could put his team over the top and get him to the playoffs and show, hey, we're not scared of the Steelers because because they're our big brother or anything like that. We we believe in our quarterback. And they tried to say they tried to show that they believed in him. He threw twenty seven passes, but he only completed seventeen of them for hundred and ninety six yards, did throw one touchdown, was sacked four times, didn't throw an interception. Good for him there. But honestly, you saw what I saw which means we ain't see it from Baker Mayfield. This was a team this was a Steelers defense that was ripe to be picked apart. No Joe Hayden. I'm interested to see the snap count again 
Because I do think they sat Mike Hilton a lot in this game. I didn't see him out there nearly as much as I normally do. No Cam Hayward. Lots of Chris Wormley. Heck, we even saw Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs getting in there a, a lot. And also, about that random fight on the sideline, I don't know, you probably saw it. You might, If you missed it, Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis start snapping off at each other to the point where Chris Wormley got to, like, step, put his arm in between him, and then Mike Tomlin has to yell at him. Like, cut it out. Anyways, Isaiah Bugs didn't play well in this game. We'll get, to, we'll get to that at some point. But point being, this was the defense for him to pick apart. No T.J. Watt, no Cam Hayward, no Terrell Edmonds. And I know some people out there are still low on Terrell Edmonds, but that man covers up for a lot more than y'all give him credit for if you do. Because Terrell Edmonds... He helps as an extra linebacker at times with the way he plays strong safety. He helps covering tight ends. He helps covering running backs. He helps covering receivers. And he moves around to do a lot. And sometimes, and, and a lot of the times, the Steelers feel really comfortable about letting him and Minka show two high safeties and then Terrell dropping back deep and Minka dropping down as the robber. And then that shows too high, and then you show cover one, and you're allowing Minka to be the robber, which lets him make more plays in the football. Again, Terrell Edmonds, he has the athleticism and the sides, and he wasn't in this game. They, they used Sean Davis a lot in this game, who actually I didn't think he played horribly. Um, he, he, I think he actually acquitted himself well for being a backup if the team wants to keep him on for another one-year deal, um, keep him in the system that he knows, and let him be a backup next year. But, um, again... All that, all that being said, you know James Pierre was seeing snaps at at cornerback outside, even even you know Justin Lane being out there. We saw a lot of Jaron Elliott. Come on, Baker Mayfield should have lit this team up. If he again, if he's the number one overall pick, which he was, if he's the superstar quarterback that's on every commercial, this should have been easy pickings for him, and it wasn't. He threw one touchdown in this game. Also ran for 44 yards, good there. But again, you're facing a defense that wasn't taking you seriously because T.J. Watt wouldn't have gave up the edges that we saw given up in this game with J. Rowan Elliott lining up out there. Cam Hayward wouldn't have given up the interior the way that uh, we saw Chris Wormley and Isaiah Bugs doing in this game. And if Mike Hilton's out there, you know he's coming at you from every angle. If anything, I'm a little nervous about Baker Mayfield's play if I'm the Browns. Because now you don't get the benefit of a home crowd in this next game. You don't get the benefit of playing the Steelers' backups in this next game. And they just saw you in a desperate must-win game. This wasn't like the Browns could pull their punches in this game. They had to win the game. If they lost this game, they were out of the playoffs most likely. And the way... I'm recording this in the middle of the 4 o'clock games. In the way that these are looking, it's a, it, it was a definite. If they had lost this game, they'd have been out of the playoffs. And again, they came to, it came down right to it. Now, the one thing I'll say is Baker avoided the huge mistake. He did get sacked four times, but he never coughed it up. Never threw the interception. He was able to at least do that. And his offense did put up three touchdowns in the more. Granted, the Nick Chubb touchdown was a long one, and he and one another was a long touchdown run that basically broke off. Um, and another one came off the interception, but he did have a good touchdown drive in the third quarter. That was that was impressive. But other than that, I was not impressed <laughs> by Baker Mayfield. 
and and Mason Rudolph on the flip side, I was impressed. Not saying that he's a starter and that he's ready to be the heir to Ben Roethlisberger. We're not even dealing with that. Stop it. Don't you do it. You're smarter than that, Steelers fans. The point of this was to see if he could be the backup moving forward. If you could put him in and he could look at least semi-competent running the offense. My opinion? He did. Now, you all know me. I'm very honest when I'm grading quarterbacks. I still think his biggest problem is he gets stuck on his pre-snap read. And I said this about him when he was drafted from Oklahoma State. I said this about him in his for, in his preseason games. I said it about him last year when he was playing in the regular season games. Mason Ruff's most confident when he processes the defense before the snap, sees where they're going, picks his primary read, and then stays on that primary read. And if that read's open, he is confident he will throw a good ball, and you can get a good chance at a good play. But if you take away that primary read, he's in trouble. And I think we saw more of that in this game where when he started to cycle through his progressions, his feet got a little happy. He started dancing a little bit too much in the pocket. He looked uncomfortable. And then you saw him holding on the ball too long or missing the open man. That part of him still needs work. But again, he's a third-year player and a third-round draft pick. Sue me. But what I did see from him was he could throw the deep ball. And when he got his one-on-ones, which is so important in this NFL with today's game, when you get your one-on-ones, you got to throw catchable footballs to those guys down the sideline. Even if it's a 50-50 ball and not always you know, just a clear open ball, you got to give your receivers, especially with the way the Steelers have invested at the receiver position in the draft the past four or five years. And he did in this game. Chase Claypool, oh, I'm sorry, did I say his name right? I meant Mapletron. Yeah, Mapletron, that's right. I forgot. It's been a while since I played that. I figured I'd bring that back right here. But uh, Mapletron, getting it done in this game. Targeted 11 times, caught five of them for 101 yards and a touchdown. His 11th touchdown of the season. Very impressive on his part. He also now has, with I think he had finished this game with 62 catches, which gives him the most by a rookie receiver in Steelers history. Also, weird enough, it was Pat. The person he passed was Troy Edwards. But I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Because who cares? Point being, Chase Claypool did the doggone thing, and the Steelers realized, hey, if we get this the ball, the, the ball to this guy downfield, maybe he can make some plays. Deontay Johnson looked good. Four targets, three catches, 96 yards, including two of them being over 40 yards from, from Mason Rudolph. Juju Smith-Schuster looked good in this game as well. Eight of six for 65 yards and a touchdown. And again, without Eric Ebron, who's supposed to be your added receiving threat in the middle of the field, I look at this as Mason Rudolph connecting with the talented receiving core you had and missing the tight end that you paid big money for. And I'm happy with that. You took your shots downfield. You gave your team a chance to win. It came down to a to a, a two-point conversion where he, Chase Claypool was absolutely held. But again, you know, if it comes down to those type of plays in a game where you rested a lot of starters... And let's be honest, the Steelers were in not nearly in the desperation mode that the, that the Browns were. When you look at that, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at Mason Rudolph. I ain't mad at the Steelers. I ain't mad at Mike Thomas. I ain't mad at nobody for, for, for losing that game. Also, I'd say Matthew Wright, the kicker, showed me something. He had, he had three field goals, all his extra points. Well, I guess it was one extra point. But point being, he hit, his extra, he hit all his kicks in this game. 
Two of them were for beyond 40 yards. And I really think that they, if that with Chris Boss was there, they might have gone for one of those earlier ones, but they wanted to see if he could make those kicks because there's a chance that Boswell won't play for some of these playoffs because he's been dealing with a groin injury. And you needed to know if that kid, Matthew Wright, could hit a 40-plus-yard field goal. And if he can hit a 40-plus-yard field goal twice like that, right down the middle, that's where you're like, okay, you know what, I won't panic if we're playing the Browns next week and we need a field goal and we put him out there and it's a 42-yard kick. Whereas before, you might have said, I don't know if he can hit that, and you probably go for it where you normally wouldn't in a real playoff game. But Mason Rudolph, 22 of 39, 315 yards, took one sack, two, threw two touchdowns, did throw a bad interception, but that was his biggest mistake. Honestly, if he doesn't throw that interception, they might win this game because that interception got a long return and set the Browns up for uh, one of their scores in the second half. But, I mean, you look at the when you look at the drive charts of this game, Mason Rudolph seemed to kind of figure it out at least enough after his first three drives. Came out. You know, got a first down that had three and out and then had an eight-play drive. But then got a field goal on his fourth drive, a field goal on his fifth drive, a field goal on his sixth drive, and then through that interception. But then the two drives after the interception were both resulting in touchdowns. I'm happy with that kind of progress. And again, it's not like you need... Again, the Browns needed to see Baker Mayfield put up really good numbers and look like he was confident to see if he could be the man in this next round of the playoffs. And he's not doomed to play this this same way against a better a better Steelers defense. I'm not saying that the Steelers are just guaranteed to win this next week. But if you're the Steelers and you see that kind of play from him, knowing that you still got Cam Hayward getting coming off rest, TJ Watt coming off rest, maybe Robert Spillane comes back to help you in the middle of the field because they do need help in the middle of the field, especially in coverage of running backs. I think you see that and you're like, okay, baby, we can do this. Whereas on the Steelers' side, if you're looking at the Browns, you, know, you didn't get a look at Ben Roethlisberger. The last time he played you, he smoked you. And you had a hard time containing Mason Rudolph. Confidence-wise, that's a little worrisome. I really think that the Browns may be whistling through the graveyard. when they're, They'll are they probably try to size them, themselves up this week. But I think they're coming into Pittsburgh a little worried that they, they survived their chance at Big Brother. Now they get to actually play the real Big Brother, and it might not go as well for them. We'll get into all that after this next break, but first we have to talk to our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of, of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, or those Pop-Tarts, or those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new, fla- new flavors are Caramel Brownie. Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. So let's let's talk about this because we do know, and Jeff alluded to this last week, I didn't want to entertain who the Steelers were playing next because with the craziness that was the AFC playoffs, there, you know, there could be there was a good chance that anything could have happened. But we do know that the Steelers are playing the Browns in Pittsburgh this weekend. So how excited should you be? Because my boss Dayon Kovacevic at DK Pittsburgh Sports, where you should check us out. We uh, we cover Pitt, the, the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, Pitt. That's another beat that I cover. Uh, Duquesne, Penn State. All, Robert Morris, too. We cover all that there for, for, for you right there. But Dayon Kovacevic during the game made a really good joke. And he was like, when the Steelers scored that last touchdown and they were about to go for two, he said, kick the extra point, please. Because that might be the best decision. And his point there was, if the Steelers had basically just kicked the extra point and forfeited the game, they're saying, we want you in the next round. Because if the Steelers had beaten the Browns, most likely... Well, like I said, they'd be out of the playoffs, and then the Steelers are probably playing the Ravens in the first round, who looked pretty good against the Bengals and have been playing better lately. Now, as you know, my philosophy is I don't care who's on the other side of me, which is why Mike Tomlin went for two and they did try to win this game, and they almost even got the onside kickback. But I, I don't believe in, in doing that. But if you're a fan, if you're the the third party that has, you don't have to prepare for this game outside of, you know, lining up and getting your favorite beer or your favorite Pepsi next to you before the game and wearing the right jersey. Did y'all wear the right jerseys this week? Y'all better wear the right jerseys this week. I'm telling you. Don't I see you back there, Julie. Don't you dare think about wearing that jersey that you started wearing when they lost to Washington. Mm-mm, you better wear that jersey that they beat Baltimore the first time, not the second time, the first time. That's right. Wear your right jerseys this week, y'all. And save them, because if you didn't, if you, if you, you know, don't wear them during the week, wear it, save them for game day. You got magic powers, you put them in them. Anyways, there's rules about wearing your magic jerseys, because they do have powers in them. Anyways, point being, the Steelers, looking at this game, and seeing all the things that the Browns were giving them opportunities to win at, you've got to feel confident. And a little bit flustered because there's some guys out there that were like, man, we had these guys. Especially the younger players like Alex Highsmith, who played very well in this game. Nine tackles, a sack. I had a pressure that led to Stephon Tewitt's sack, who, by the way, Stephon Tewitt now has 11 sacks on the season. 11 sacks on the season. I believe the only interior defensive lineman was... Who had more was Aaron Donald. And if you're saying Pro Bowl snub, you're right. But part of that's the politics of him being labeled a defensive end when he's really a defensive tackle. Long story short, the Steelers just need to switch him to defensive tackle as a title name only, like they did for Cam Hayward a couple years ago, which is when he started getting more Pro Bowls and all Pro votes. But Stephon Tuitt's on that level. He makes those kind of plays. But Alex Highsmith in this game, 
<clears throat> looking good. Getting pressure. Spin move. Outside move. Rip move. He's, he's dipping his shoulder at the right time. He's making himself a hard target for offensive tackles to pick up. And he didn't look lost out there in the defense. Now, there were times where he dropped back into coverage because you need guys to drop back and do zone sometimes because you need to, to switch up your looks. And he did look a little lost. And he did. there were times where I don't think he closed on the run f- hard enough. I think he's a little tentative because he's been beaten by the option run a couple times. But for a rookie playing out there in a defense that will have most of its starters back next week, you have to like what you're seeing. And I think he's going to be hungry because he's like, I got Baker Mayfield last week. I'm going to get him even more this week. And the same thing goes for others. Other, the same thing goes for other players out there like Chase Claypool who did catch a touchdown, but probably he won, he wanted that two-point conversion. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think there should be some motivation too. Not that they need motivation because you should be motivated, but there should be a sense of rally to get Joe Hayden in the into the second round of the playoffs. Because if you do that, Joe Hayden, he's played in one playoff game his whole life, and it was the Steelers' loss to the Jaguars in the first round of 2017. He, doesn't, he isn't going to get to play in this next game because of his COVID situation. But if they win the game, if they if they win this next this first game, he will be back in, in for the second game. So that's, I think the Steelers have all the motivation they need right now. It's the playoffs. For the young dudes who ain't never seen the playoffs before, they know that they, they know that they need to win this game. They've got the veterans to they've got the veterans to be able to to, to know what that temperament's like. Ben Roethlisberger is going to come off his rest. And this is a Browns team that really gave you, I mean, it wasn't necessarily their best shot, but this was a game they needed to win. And then this was the game that they, they they did throw with they everything they had at you to win. Now they could play better on another day, but again, at home against the backups and your best was a two point win. This is a game where the Steelers need to come in this next week. And I think a lot of this is hinges on Ben Roethlisberger. You saw Mason Rudolph carving this team up with deep shots down the field you saw Chase Claypool being a playmaker. You saw Deontay Johnson being a playmaker. You saw Juju Schuster being a playmaker. You got playmakers. Use them. Throw it down the field. Put the pressure on them to, to make plays and win this game. If he does that, if he does that, I think the Steelers blow them out in, the, in this next game. I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm just telling you. If Ben Roethlisberger plays the way he did in the second half against the Colts, I can really I can really see this team blowing up the Browns because what will happen, what will happen is the Browns will 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 come out in this game, they'll see Ben Roethlisberger lighten it up, they'll have to back off their secondary. They won't have Denzel Ward, so they'll they'll already already be shorthanded. And that'll open up the ground game for Connor to go. And then as that's happening, that first team defense that's getting that got their their MVP TJ Watt some rest, they got Cam Hayward some rest, they got Terrell Edmonds some rest. All those guys and Mike Hilton, I think he got a good bit of rest in this game too because I was not seeing him on the field a whole lot. When they get back out there, I don't think they're going to give up early points to this team. Again, they 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 were barely giving up points to them this week. You put up a lead on these guys, then Baker Mayfield, they can't, he can't rely on Nick Chubb to just run the ball and hope for 47-yard runs. He's going to have to do a whole lot more than that. 
I think it's a really good spot for the Steelers to be in right now. 12-4, and four, home game in the playoffs. You control your own fate. Go get it done. We'll be talking about that all this week on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We've got so much to get to. We'll have Tony Serino on the show tomorrow for Tony Tuesdays. He'll be back. It's been a while. We got our boy Tony back. He, um, he did not. He will not have to pay up on his bet. The Steelers didn't get to 30 turnovers. They fell three short this season. So no Keith Butler jersey for him. But maybe we can get him to do some other bets. Because y'all, y'all were so hyped about that tequila bet. Y'all were trying to get, get me into other stuff. I ain't, I ain't trying to have it. We'll see if we can get Tony into the best tomorrow. But thanks for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. As always, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Do subscribe to the Locked on Steelers podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. And if you're if you're really enjoying the show, please go on Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can go on and leave us a, a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so gets you a shout-out at the end of the show because we really appreciate those who look out for us. Thanks so much for everyone who's been with us. Again, join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com. Be back in your ears tomorrow. More talking about your Steelers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.